Welcome to Not Your Average Conversation Podcast. This is Isaac. And uh, with me uh, for today's episode, uh, because Megan is under the weather, is her sister Gwen. Yeah, hi. I'm excited to make an appearance. (laughs) Uh, On this episode, uh, we're going to be talking about all comic book stuff so and pop culture stuff. So nerd cultural. So that's why I think she would be a good uh, person to be on this one because she's into the same stuff as I am, but she's mm-hmm. a hell of a lot younger. So she's like, I guess, what's the uh, new generations into? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of show the 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 difference in, I guess, how my culture or my generation takes in uh, stuff like this pop culture and stuff versus how your generation kind of the difference, I guess. Because I feel like the one of the main differences, too, with uh, my generation is you grew up more with, like, comic books and, like, original movies, whereas I kind of grew up, not, not with sequels, but more of a... Reboot. Yeah, like, advanced, <laughs> more advanced, not better, per se, but more advanced, technological-wise, uh, movies and stuff like that. Especially the Avengers movies and just Marvel movies in general. Yeah. Those are big. So. Now, it's not going to be all the time. We might bring Gwen back, uh, depending on how she does. But, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, Megan is uh, just under the weather for this day. Uh, so, you know, so it's going to be me, Gwen, episode for this one. But um, one of the things that I wanted to start with is that um, comic movies that are being kind of postponed right now. And the streaming wars that have started with when it comes to especially Disney. Do you think it would be a good idea if, like, the streaming Disney stuff started, like, you know, saying all these shows and movies they had postponed just because of, you know, COVID and stuff like that would be a better idea if they just start releasing on Disney Plus? Uh, I feel like they really wouldn't do that because they're so dependent on, uh, like box office ratings and stuff like that, but I feel like it 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 would be a a pretty good idea to, especially like a time like this where we're probably even if we do open back up, there may be more times where we may have to shut down again. I feel like right now that would be a really good decision to release movies, shows, and you know like bonus clips, whatever you want on streaming services. Yeah, because the comic book movies are kind of what is right now. Yeah. Well, it has been since, like, what, 2010? Yeah, I would say. Um, That kind of dominated film, and it's pissed off a lot of directors. <laughs> but, um, I mean, comic book stuff is what what I grew up on. It was essentially what different from you, because mm-hmm. I grew up on, like, the original Batman animated adventures when they first came out. Yeah. Justice League Unlimited, Justice League. You know, it's funny, I always... I know more DC comic book characters. I know more Marvel. And that's mm-hmm. because of Justice League and Justice League Unlimited. Yeah. That show yeah. introduced me to superheroes that were like Shining Knights and the Lone Star, which were like two characters and that no one who knows who the hell are in DC. <laughs> but if you watch a DC animated... Did you ever watch the, the DC animated sh- uh, show? Justice League? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Of course, for me, it was reruns, though. Yeah. At like 11 o'clock at night. <laughs> Funny enough, I can't find it. Really? Uh, no, not that. I, it's on Netflix. But uh, what I can't find is uh, Batman Superman Adventures. There was a, It was on WB. Two, two, no, 1998, 99. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Before I was born. Before you were born. <laughs> uh, uh, it, was, it had some good episodes and stuff like that. But I can't remember. If they just kind of... The same... They... Like, the storyline was still canon for, like, the Just League stories. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, that was a long time ago. But I remember those. I remember I had introduced the Green Lantern in one episode and a few other things. But, um, no. Anyway. Um, yeah, but that's the basically when I first got into was comic book shows was like that. And, of course, Spider-Man, X-Men, the original X-Men that yeah, came out in the yeah. late 90s and stuff like that. Um, which I still remember the theme music. <laughs> yeah for i would say for my age group we had a lot more of like uh, younger superheroes and i would say quirkier like what was the first did you ever do you remember like the first animated comic book show you watched i think it may have been wasn't young justice I, I don't think it was teen titans either we're doing like the cartoon network teen titans 
<laughs> yeah. No, I actually think it was one of the older. I think it was Batman animated series. Yeah, the reruns that they would show of it. I think that was the first everything I, I saw. And um, what was it? The Brave and the Bold. Batman the Brave and the Bold. I never watched it. But then it looked real cartoony. Yeah, it was. It was really, really kiddish. They seemed the same voice actors that were in that, funny enough, or the same voice actors that played the same superheroes in the Harley Quinn show. Really? Yeah. Oh wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, I haven't I haven't really seen a lot of the Harley Quinn show. I mean I've seen part of it, but It's good, but it's really up there in the radar area. Oh yeah. Well yeah, I guess yeah. that's that's understandable. A lot of people complain about stuff like that, which I never got because I, she isn't a kid-friendly character all no. in all if you look at the bio no, and everything not, not a little bit no, no not at all so i mean if you were to make it i mean there's nothing wrong with i guess making things family friendly especially when you see shows nowadays like the what is it this the dc super the the girl show they have a girl show now it's like superhero girl i didn't know it was a show i just remember the toys no they have a show and it's like uh i think it's batgirl catwoman but like catwoman is like a, a superhero She's not like, you know how she's usually kind of like in the middle. Yeah. It can range. No, she's like, I think she's like completely good. Harley Quinn is good. They put Harley Quinn in a little kid show and like made her like super family friendly. And I was like, ooh. It doesn't sit right. That's kind of a controversial. <laughs> <laughs> Especially, it's crazy if you look at it too, because Harley Quinn has become such a popular character when originally she wasn't even supposed to be like a, a permanent character. But people just liked her so much that they decided to stick with it. So, Do you remember what her first appearance ever was? Wasn't it the Batman the Animated Series? Yeah. Yeah. I remember the episode she, she started on on. And then I thought, well, I was a kid, so I didn't know she wasn't in comic books before. But then they started creating comics for her because she was such a popular character. Mm-hmm. So they tried to give her origin story and stuff like that. Which they kind of did in the show. Yeah. If I remember correctly. Yeah, th- there was yeah. a little bit, yeah. One movie that I have not seen, but I am really interested in, I think interested is a good word, is Birds of Prey. I never saw it. The show? No, the no Birds of Prey, the, the newer movie. That oh. The, the, so whatever adventures. It was like, good. <laughs> yeah. People were saying it was uh, more well-received than Suicide Squad, and it was a little bit better than that, because Suicide Squad was a little bit controversial, and I'm not going to touch that much of my opinion of Suicide Squad, but yeah, people were saying it, it was better and it, it... I don't know about better, but... Really? Yeah. <laughs> so it was it was a little ridiculous and it like, it kind of reminded me like they're trying to make her Deadpoolish in a sense of breaking the third wall. Oh, yeah, yeah. Breaking the fourth wall, sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know why I say third wall. They tried that a lot with Spider-Man as well, but I feel like it, it really worked for Spider-Man. Uh, I mean, it it kind of did come off as like trying a a bit too hard to be like quirky and like haha, look we can do humor, you know what I mean? But I I think it 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 did kind of work. Oh, that was one of the first uh superhero shows I saw when I was little too. The animated Spider Man series that was really big in the like the early two thousands. I only ever watched the nineties one. No, there was there was one in the early two thousands. I I can't remember who voiced Spider Man, but it it's like a, a normal household name that you wouldn't really think of as Spider Man, but he did play Spider Man. But I can't think of who it is. But yeah, I, I watched that a lot when I was little. That was okay. <laughs> I'm trying to think like the shows that you probably watched when you were a kid. You were, what year were you born? I was born in two thousand four. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> I was trying to think of the shows that probably would have came out when you were a kid. Uh, what was the last X-Men New Adventures uh, came out? I want to say 2003, 2004. So you probably would have watched the reruns around 2003. See, they didn't really show X-Men, though. There was a show on X that came out it, later. It was just Wolverine. It was, uh, oh, it was even the Static crossover Shocks between too. Wolverine and Hulk. I remember oh. that. And they had like a animated... Yeah, the, the the Spider-Man show that was animated, it was called Spider-Man, but it wasn't just Spider-Man. I remember Iron Fist was in there, uh, and it was a bunch of uh, superheroes, but it was kind of like the same thing with uh, Teen Titans and stuff, you know, where they, they're younger, mm. and so they kind of reduce some of the ages of some of the characters, um, 
But yeah, that was a big show from when I was little. Oh, Teen Titans Go, so big. But I... <laughs> The, the happiest I ever got with Teen Titans Go was when Deathstroke made an appearance. Because he's, like, probably one of my favorite DC characters. So that got me a little bit excited, but <laughs> it was horrible. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, you're more with uh, the villains than you are the heroes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think some heroes can be enjoyable. And I do have, uh, I would say, a considerable amount of comics for... Uh, Figures like Wonder Woman and uh, more of the female superheroes. Um, but for some reason, I was never that interested in superheroes. I was more of a rogues gallery kind of kind of gal. I thought they were cooler. And who has the greatest rogues gallery of all superheroes? I would definitely say Batman. I really like I really like his rogues gallery. It's like him and Spider-Man have the, the most vastness when it yeah, comes to yeah. Yeah, there's like a lot. villains. And... Uh, I really like with um, DC, I will say, some of their best superhero movies. No doubt, is the Lego movies. <laughs> they're so good. Uh, it says a lot about their main movies. <laughs> I, I think their Lego movies are so funny. Like, and, and it's not just like for kids. Like, like it, it obviously is for kids, but there's jokes in there that you would genuinely have to know about... Um, like like Batman, like there was a couple jokes about um, uh, Alfred from the show from the nineteen sixties, and there was just there's good jokes in there. I really love when um, uh, Dick Grayson is walking with Batman, and he says, "My name's Richard," but the kids call me Dick. <laughs> and then, uh, Bruce Wayne says, "Oh, kids can be so cruel." <laughs> I love that's one of my favorite. Like I, I some of the Lego Batman movie. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. That's pretty good. I it was I really liked the way they did that. I thought that was a really funny, cute movie, and it showed a lot of people from the Rogues Gallery. I hate when they they do movies and they either choose characters that are just so <laughs> I don't want to say lame, or they choose characters that are just popular. But I really liked Lego Batman because I feel like even though it is a kids movie and it was something that wasn't supposed to be taken seriously, it did show a lot of um dc so had some cute appearances speaking of which um are you excited about the new batman movie yes mm. at first at first i was kind of iffy about it um but after seeing some of their designs they have some really good designs storyline that i've been told or at least i've been reading on and rumored about is they say it's going to take some pieces from the long halloween mm. in a series oh, yeah, yeah. long halloween he deals with majority of his rose gallery mm-hmm. not all but majority of involving mainly with scarecrow mm-hmm. um but the way it looks like if you're picking rob passon and not saying rob passon's a young looking guy but he's not an old looking guy either so he's gonna to have to play somewhere in between batman starting out or somewhere in the beginning, not beginning stages, but let's say he's been doing it for about 10 years. Yeah, because he's not so young that he looks like like 20-something, but he's not old enough to... Like to, Ben Affleck made Batman look Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. it definitely um, was a change and a more mature Batman. But I feel like um, with Robert Pattinson, it's the same in Christian Bale, where the fact that their ages look a little bit more ambiguous, you can kind of play with your storyline a little bit more. So, well, you gotta throw a big word in there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, the, because their ages don't look so. What's the word? You you know what I'm saying? Like, because they don't look specifically like. I feel like there's a lot of variety that you can do with those types of actors. So you can you can well, kind of play around with what you're doing. What's funny is, well, Robert Patterson and uh, Ben Affleck. Well, Ben Affleck's taller, but Ben Affleck is probably the height that Batman is, about 6'1", 6'2". Mm-hmm. In the comics, that's what Batman's height is. Yeah. Christian Bale was way under by 5'8", which I was, yeah. he's hella small. I was like, what? Yeah. Um, same for uh, Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton was like 5'9", mm-hmm. if not smaller. I can't think what he think is the actual height. Ben Affleck was 6'4", so he was pretty big Batman. Oh, wow. Uh, but to match up with Henry Cavill, of course, Superman, mm-hmm. around the same, same height. Oh, yeah. Um. But Robert Paris is probably the exact height that Batman's always been. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Because Batman's never been a giant guy, but he's always been the guy to intimidate from the shadows and stuff like that. Uh, that's why he's... Um, I think I'll go into that list right now before we, we can jump off comic books and go to more pop culture stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, my top five favorite superheroes have never changed, but funny enough, are not all DC. Really? Yeah, actually, only, only one is. No? Wait, I gotta go through the list. All right, starting at number one. And I say number one with iffiness because they switch places. One in my one and two consistently. But right now, number one is the Punisher. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, he's always been my favorite ever since I started. I saw his first appearance, first appearance in um, the Spider Man animated show where Spider Man became the giant spider because like his arms were growing mm-hmm. he had six arms and um punisher came to the the city to hunt uh that's uh, spider-man he thought he was a creature or something oh. that's how they met and then when i saw that i was like well that's pretty interesting so i started reading his comics started figuring out more about him and i started really liking him um number two is also a human who has no superpowers if you believe it because there's actually a theory about my second favorite superhero batman Mm-hmm. Um, that he actually does have powers, but not to the extent that is noticeable. Oh, really? Yeah, there's some weird theories some guy came out with one time. It makes a lot of sense when he talks about it, because if Batman had a small, like, say he's not Wolverine with healing abilities, he's mm-hmm. not, you know, Captain America with the strength, or not, but he's ever so much more percentage than the average human. Yeah, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And he just makes people believe he has no powers. Yeah. So, yeah, very like, interesting, very interesting concept. Yeah, but um, yeah, Batman also a human who uses a skill to defeat and has gotten the best of every single Justice League member, mm-hmm. including Superman. Yeah. So that just shows the dangerousness of Batman. But um, number three uh, is Doctor Strange. Oh yeah. Oh, scratch that. Sorry, he's number four. Uh, oh. sorry. And I jumped the list. Yeah. Doctor Strange is number four. Go back to number three. I'll go back to Doctor Strange. Number three is Thor. Uh, I always like Thor. I think um, when I first saw his first movie, my list has just kind of changed since a long time ago. Mm-hmm. But uh, when I first saw his first movie, I was like, I liked him. And I started reading his comics and I started learning more about him. And then, of course, I know a little bit about Norse mythology and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, his character is really interesting because of how much they uh, weave the mythology in there. Yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, it just that yeah, he's like powered up and stuff like that. He's, he's I mean, he's a, technically a god and stuff like that. But uh, number four is Doctor Strange, mm-hmm. and I like Doctor Strange again because of the Spider-Man animated series. <laughs> he had a small appearance in there. I forget what I think Mary Jane got trapped in a dimensional world or something like that, and he needed Doctor Strange's help to get her out. They had a lot of cameos in that show. Yeah, it was a lot. Of, <laughs> um, f- like the Hobgoblin was trapped there too for some reason. I can't, I can't remember. It was like a like a five part episode where he's trying to get her out. Uh, I gotta watch the whole series again. I, I, I barely remember it. Uh, and round right at number five uh, is the Hulk. Oh yeah, the Hulk is very nostalgic for me. I remember I used to watch the Hulk shows all the time when I was little. Back when they had them. <laughs> yeah. Because I can deal with anger issues every now and then, but um, I liked how he, you know, when he was beyond rage, he became the Hulk and stuff like that, and just on a completely rampage. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I would say, yeah, that's my probably my top five. And I think I asked you before um, we started recording, you don't have a top five favorite superheroes? I mean, I have a very loose top five. Um, there are heroes that I say I prefer. Uh, more than others. Obviously, my favorite hero is Batman, and it always has been. It probably always will be. Although, when I was little, I did really like Iron Man a lot. I would buy a lot of Iron Man comics, stuff like that. I, I really did like Iron Man when I was little. Um, but I do also really like Wonder Woman, and I do like Black Canary a lot. So And Green Arrow. I do like Green Arrow. So I remember when the show Arrow came out, I was really, really excited about it, even though it's an old show watching it for a long time so and even though some may argue it's not the best show in the world but i think it's pretty entertaining 
Yeah, it was a, a WBDCEU. I don't know how you say it. What the his the Arrowverse? Yeah, the Arrowverse. Yeah, whatever. It's like the best comic book TV show mm-hmm. right now. Yeah, yeah, it's it's actually it's pretty good. Usually, you have to worry with a lot of stuff like bad bad CGI and you know kind of crummy acting sometimes, eh. especially in some of the. I'm not naming names, but some of the DC shows, it's not that they're necessarily bad, but just some of the acting sometimes can be kind of, you know. Well, it's like with the Marvel uh, Netflix series shows mm-hmm. and Arrowverse, they have their tiers. Yeah. Of course, the yeah. best of the best when it comes to them uh, is Marvel show would be uh, Daredevil. Mm-hmm. And then the, the DC TV series would be Arrow, mm-hmm. right? And then second to that... Would probably be um, Flash. Flash, mm-hmm. and then I think uh, people would say either Punisher or Luke Cage. Punisher is kind of outside the group, mm-hmm. but I'll put him in a little later. But uh, I'll say Luke Cage probably mm-hmm. comes in a good second place. Then third would on a DC would probably be what you would say Legends of Tomorrow or Supergirl. I would say I would say Supergirl. Supergirl, I, I thought I would yeah, say I would say Supergirl. And then uh, third would be uh, Jessica Jones, mm-hmm. the Marvel side. And then I guess last place would be Legends of Tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. And then... Um, oh, uh, oh, well, it's... it's No, isn't it considered the Arrowverse? Oh, Legends the Batwoman. Batwoman. That's the outside. She she was in the show. I know, but she's... So, yeah, but I... These are the four, first four originals, right? <laughs> right? And then you got Legends of Tomorrow, kind of last place with the four. And then last place on Marvel side would have been Iron Fist. And then you got the outsides, <laughs> yeah. which was Punisher. Uh-huh. Right? And uh, DC had, what, um, Black Lightning and Batwoman. <laughs> well, you never watched Black Lightning? I never no, watched it either. I just, no, it didn't seem interesting never, to me. Yeah, I, yeah. I never really found found it interesting same thing with batwoman even though i really really do like um batman and i am pretty knowledgeable in um you know that that universe i just i I, there's just something about it was kind of off like i don't know if it was necessarily the acting or the writing but there was I mean, obviously, people found it controversial because it was a show about a woman, and and everybody's. I mean, I remember I saw a comment that said, <laughs> "Next, there's going to be a character named Joe Kerr," and it's like Batwoman was already a character, right? so people were already, you know, trashing it a lot for trying to be very um, woke or, or progressive, and I tried to look past that. Um, but they, the, the acting was just... I know, but there was nothing there to took it out of the comics. Cassandra Cain is gay. Uh-huh. In the comics. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so what, they're not changing that, anything. That, that's what I mean. <laughs> they, like, uh, if you heard, they have a new Batwoman. Um, I cannot remember the name of the actress, but she is a black woman. And she is bisexual. And uh, I believe people were saying... Um, it's she's actually a character in the comics from a alternate universe, and they're uh, using her to really show representation, which she's already a character. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, sometimes they they change races, and it, it's really really good. Like in um, Gotham, I think one of the best examples of that was Hugo Strange. B D Wong played Hugo Strange, and I th- I thought that B D Wong actually did a, a good job as Hugo Strange. I liked him as Hugo Strange, so. People always, uh... Yeah, but you're, you have a white... Hugo Strange was, what, German, Austrian? Austrian? He, he was, like, he was something, like, uh... He was European. Yeah, I would say Eastern European, right. probably. Uh, to an Asian guy. Uh, the, only, the only thing I like about B.D. Wong playing Hugo Strange is that he was hella small. Mm-hmm. Hugo Strange was very tall. I would say a statue guy, but he wasn't that tiny, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so no one had a big deal with that. But when you switch... For, I, I mean, I watched Batwoman. I liked it, right? Mm-hmm. I liked uh, Ruby Rose as as Batwoman. She did a good job and stuff like that. Yeah, it was hard enough to watch it with her, right? Yeah, yeah. And I really didn't watch it because I liked her in a sense like that. Mm-hmm. Now it's getting harder when you one. I hate it so badly when they change comic book characters to please people. 
You yeah. can create new characters, or you can take characters that are already established and add them. There's plenty. There's plenty oh, yeah. of black female superheroes out there that you yeah. can just pick from and say, but to switch a character, it doesn't make sense, and it, you're obviously just doing it to uh, appease by people. Mm-hmm. And that's what most people are upset with. Yeah. Right. And, and I think a problem, too, is those characters that uh, are POC in... Um, comic books didn't get the proper representation so i feel like now is a good time to make them more popular and show people uh, how many characters there are and to make them more popular you don't need to i mean honestly me i don't care that much i don't i don't really care at all really if they change a character's race if it has no significance to the character now what a lot of people do not bring up that much i'm not gonna say it's not brought up at all because i think it is but when they changed Bane to a white man. When Bane, it's pretty significant that he's Hispanic. Oh, he's Mexican. Yeah, it's it's very. <laughs> he's a luchador wrestler. That's why yeah, he was that man. Yeah, it's very very <laughs> significant to his character. It's where he grew up, how he became who he is. It's that his whole backstory doesn't even most of it doesn't even take place in this country. It, it, it it's very very important to him, especially because most of what he. Uh, speaks like in the Archimedes. He speaks a lot of Spanish. He like it's just very, very important to his character, and it kind of made me upset that they took away something so significant. Like that's his whole character. <laughs> you try to find a Mexican guy or Hispanic, even you don't have to be saying Mexican, a Hispanic guy. That's huge. Mm-hmm. All right, it's gonna be hard pressed for one, and probably a semi good actor, but Tom Hardy. Was like, he's tiny. Mm-hmm. Granted, I mean, he got buffed for the role and a good camera angles made him look bigger than he yeah, is. Yeah, is he like, is, is he 5'8? 5'7? 5'8? Yeah. yeah. Actually, I think he's, yeah, he's, he's tiny. And that's what upsets me about, like, I don't know upsets me, but that's what one thing that I was like, I figured out is like, it's a lot of actors out there. Thinking some of the best actors mm-hmm. are some of the shortest guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've noticed that. As Tom well. Cruise, little dude. Mm-hmm. And, and Tom Hardy has really been. A big part of superhero movies. I'm not saying he's a bad actor. I'm just saying that I was yeah, funny he, that he is on the small. Shouldn't play the biggest guys. Like you played a good Wolverine because of his height. Well, on the other, I mean, if Tom Hardy was like, I wanted to play Bane. Like, who's going to be like, oh no, like you can't. Like it's it's Tom Hardy, so you you know he's going to do a good job. But I just I did find that upsetting that they took away such a significant part of a character because I was. I, I really do like Bane. I feel like he's a very underrated character in the fact that a lot of people think, oh, big guy. You know, a lot of people that play the Arkham games and don't really know a lot about the character will just be like, oh, big guy. But he's actually a very smart character. Didn't he create it on Venom? Yeah. The Venom he uses, he created. Yeah. And yeah. and he he's very good strategically and uh, he, he provides a lot. And he did. Uh, isn't he one of the only Batman villains to actually like defeat Per Batman? se, Batman. Yeah, he broke his back. Yeah, yeah, so. But that's one of my only complaints with DC movies. And don't get me wrong, it was a good movie. I, I did like those movies. Um, the Dark Knight trilogy. But it, it just... That's the thing. I always I want more than anything. As a comic book fan, as, as heavy as I am. And granted, there's people out there that far know way more than I do. But as a comic book fan, as avid as I am, one thing I want more than anything when it comes to the movies, shows, whatever, mm-hmm. is I want my characters to stay authentic to the comic book. Yeah. yeah. As much as possible. Don't change. Don't make a character gay because you want more gay representation or whatever like that. Mm-hmm. Don't change a character from black to white or any other race because you want more representation of character. There's plenty of characters out there like that. Or create new ones and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And there's plenty, there's plenty of superheroes out there that were gay in the comics. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of bisexual characters. Yes. It goes without saying. Yeah. But <laughs> but that's one thing that upsets me more than anything as a comic book fan. Is that I don't want my characters to change to peace people. I want yeah. them to stay to who... Blood J.K. Rowling. <laughs> Say everyone's gay. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, that's my only, my only, I guess, my gripe with everything when it comes to comic books is I hate when they keep changing stuff. Just keep it the same. Just you know, make us as close to the comics. Like I hate when they when they when they change uh, origin stories for superheroes. Oh yeah. Like yeah. Ah, when they differ, like Amazing Spider-Man two, or actually, it wasn't Amazing Spider-Man two. 
Amazing Spider-Man with uh, Andrew mm-hmm. Garfield. They changed mm-hmm. Spider-Man's background, his uh, yeah. his origin story. Yeah, they. I, I mean, there's nothing wrong with uh, changing up. Obviously, you can't go the same route everywhere, or every movie's going to be the same. But an origin story is also so significant to a character. You can't like imagine how surprised people would be if in the new Batman movie, instead of his parents being shot in an alleyway, he. He had like he touched kryptonite, like you know what I mean, like <laughs> like oh no, he was caught in the midst of Superman battling and touched kryptonite, and that is the weirdest origin story I could literally come up with in my head. But you get what I mean. Well, they don't just, have to go in depth with Batman's origin story. We've been yeah. told it enough times that we ever. Yeah. If you don't know, then you shouldn't be watching it's, the movie. It's common knowledge yeah. at this point to know how Batman's parents died. Now, if they expect small flashbacks in mm-hmm. yeah. Robert Pattinson's Batman, yeah, yeah. Nothing big, because I feel like also a lot of a lot of people are tired of seeing it. Tired of seeing like... his parents die. Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in every almost every single Batman movie, or I think yeah, every single Batman iteration, you see his parents die. You know of his backstory. So even in the Gotham show, yeah, it, yeah, you you see it all the time, and it's to the point where it's like, okay, you know, we know. <laughs> Which they change some things in Gotham. Yeah. And it hit to his story. Oh, did we mention Gotham in the tier? <laughs> that's <laughs> outside. Oh, it is? Yes. Oh, that's right. It is because it's fo- that. Yeah, that's right. Oh, well, when you were mentioning outside, you didn't mention Gotham. Well, I feel like, oh, Gotham. Gotham was had so much potential in the beginning. It had so much potential. And then they started introducing villains that did not come. Fast. Way too Until fast. after Batman was established. Yeah. Like, Freeze? Freeze? Firefly? And fi- and Firefly? They... I, I hated how they did Firefly. Which Firefly in the comics was a man. And the reason he became... Well, they kind of did the same thing. Uh, they had her sister die of fire. Mm-hmm. And now in the comic books, it was his brother who got burned alive. So, kind of the same thing. Um, so, kind of did a gender swap there. So, that was no big deal. Um, My problem wasn't the gender swap, but I feel like the character as a whole just wasn't, like, it wasn't reminiscent of the character at all. I don't really know much about Firefly. He, I mean, he's kind of just annoying. <laughs> and kind of, uh, I'm trying to think of a word. Um, not trashy, per se. Um... But he has a thick accent and, you know, all that stuff. I would say he's he's kind of a character that's sort of there for a, a comic, you know, at times. He's a character that you can really make fun of. It's like, oh, Firefly, literally, who cares, you know? Yeah. So I feel like in in the show, they tried, to, they tried to make the character bigger than what they were. Kind of what they did with Deadshot and Suicide Squad, where a lot of people were like, who's this? <laughs> like, like, a lot of people knew, but they, they really tried to... Uh, amp up the popularity of the character and i think a lot of times dc does that in a poor way i feel like marvel's good at that though they're really good at bringing in characters and making them more popular marvel's really good at that well they know what they're doing yeah, yeah. <laughs> dc does not <laughs> no it's I, I, it all goes down funny enough to one man kevin feige mm-hmm. who is he's not the sole person behind it but he is the the uh, conductor, the supervisor. Well, that he, he, I would call him the conductor of the orchestra of Marvel Studios. Uh-huh. Like he guides people to the right places. He makes the major decisions. He knows how to, and he mm-hmm. picks the right directors for each. Let's say for each film and stuff like that. But he is his hand is in everything when it comes to it. Mm-hmm. So DC needs someone like that to guide them. Which I thought it was going to be Josh Wilden, but Josh Wilden mm-hmm. fucked up. With uh, Justice League. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because Zack Snyder directed the beginning of it, mm-hmm. dropped out, and then Josh Wilden took over. Mm-hmm. And Josh Wilden tried to go very Marvel, but with something that Zack already did. Hence why people hate it, because it felt like you were watching almost two different movies. Yeah. The same thing. Yeah, yeah. But with uh, Zack Snyder's cut coming out soon, uh, we get to see what it was supposed to be. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. even know that. Coming out to HBO Plus, I think. Oh. HBO Max, sorry. Oh, something that's coming out on, on HBO. Oh, I can't wait for the Last of Us series. <laughs> like, they were talking about it. I know well, that's nothing to do, but like... Oh. Well, that's pop culture stuff. We can go to that yeah. next. Oh, uh, nerd culture. I know, because I haven't played a second one yet. You know it, because you've 
watch yes. people play it. Yes. <laughs> but. <laughs> I can't wait. I, I was way too excited. I couldn't wait. I'm getting it for my birthday soon, so. Yeah, oh, I, I really want to get it. I think next time I go to the store, I'm actually going to end up getting it. So if you want to play it, I'll, I'll sit by you while you play it. And I, and I, won't, I won't back. Uh, what do you call it? Backseat Gamer. Backseat Gamer. I won't do that. I'm yeah. not like that anymore. Yeah, because I've been playing video games since I was five. So that's, what, 27 years? Wow. Um, from all the way from Nintendo to now PS4, which I'm looking forward to PS5. I mean, not to flex, but I did play on the DS and the DS. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. I didn't, The last Nintendo system I played was 64. Not 64. Sorry, GameCube. Really? That was the last Nintendo oh, system. Wow. I never played Wii for the one sole reason gamers, real gamers, don't <laughs> stand and play with wands in their hands. Wii was so fun, though. Mm. I loved Wii. It kind of went down. It, let's say this. It lost popularity with actual real gamers. Yeah. But it became yeah. popular with everybody else mm-hmm. because everyone's like, oh, a video game. I can play a swing and I do the bowling thing. <laughs> I, I like the... Oh my god, but I want so bad. I want the Nintendo Switch, but I'm poor. <laughs> that looks kind of neat. But uh, but I played on them before, and I honestly would say that I am probably the worst Smash player that has ever touched a Nintendo Switch, and I would like to formally apologize for how bad I am at it. No, but <laughs> you're not, I said you're not a Smash player until you play the OG yeah, Super Smash yeah, Brothers yeah. on Nintendo 64. Yeah, I only I only <laughs> played the the newer one, and I was so bad. But I want Animal Crossing so bad. It looks so. But everyone talks about it. It looks so cute. It looks so cute. Oh my god. What's the equivalent? Something the same. I remember when I saw people playing. I was like, "What is this? Like super nice Fortnite?" <laughs> I love it. I think it looks so precious. Like, oh my god, it's so cute. And then when they sing the little songs, like ding 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 ding. It's so cute. <laughs> hey, I want to talk about Last of Us. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, the show, which everyone's saying they want Ellen Page to play Ellie, but Ellen Page is in her 30s. Not maybe old Ellie? Yeah, maybe like an older. That would be kind of cool. But they based the character off Ellen Page, so that's why like, people were like, oh, Ellen Page player. It's like, she's past the time of playing young people. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. She's still tiny, right? Mm-hmm. She could easily play a 14-year-old. Oh, yeah. Size wise, but yeah. age wise, I mean, I was I got done watching. Um, but but you have to think uh, with today's technology, with how many people are going to end up watching The Last of Us, could they possibly do? That'd some be a lot type of money to spend. Up. Yeah, but I'm saying, yeah. think of how big of a. I mean, this is spoiler free. I'm just saying, a lot of people found the new game controversial and no longer want anything to do with The Last of Us anymore. So that may have been a mistake personally i am absolutely in love with the new game i love it i love it because it's ballsy and i love that i i hate when games try so hard to make their fans happy and try to appease everybody like i'm sorry but that's not real life especially in such a dark world and the environment is beautiful i have never seen a game that has had such a beautiful environment. I mean, Naughty Dog is just known though for creating such an atmosphere with their games. Yeah, so. Uncharted was a really big. Yeah, game. yeah, Uncharted. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people were saying the uh, the game's visuals were very close to Uncharted, but the, just the amount of detail that went into it is crazy, and you can tell in every scene. No scene, you know, you, when you play a video game, you can you you know which scenes are meant to be cutscenes because of how they're rendered but honestly in that game you cannot tell because it all looks the same it, it, it's good uh, but if we had to pick certain actors mm-hmm. who would you think would make a good joel oh a good joel oh joel's like my favorite video game character oh i don't know i honestly can't name anyone at the top of my head because Joel is just such a a nice I, I shouldn't even say nice he's not a nice character that's the confusing thing about Joel is he's such a bad guy but he's so like you can't help but sympathize with him even though he is such a bad person um I honestly can't think of anyone it'd have to be someone that as an actor and as a person I'm really happy with which isn't a lot of actors you were saying Hugh Jackman yeah I saw that I saw that. 
But I don't know if Hugh Jackman is warm enough. Do you know what I mean? Like Joel has that. Joel has that dad. Have you ever seen any of Hugh Jackman's uh, Broadway shows? <laughs> no, 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 no. I know he 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 is a, a very talented actor, and he can do a lot. He is very diverse and has a lot of variety. But I I, I feel like there's just a certain warmness to Joel. Where you're just like, you know, it just makes you tear up. He's a very nice man. Yeah, it has, it has to be some somebody, an older actor, older. I'm mm-hmm. trying to think, of an older actor, probably like his forties, something like that. Mm-hmm. But it has a, like a lot of like grit and toughness to them. Yeah. When you, when you when you hear their name and you think of it, it's like, oh, that guy, like, he's a hard ass kind of kind of kind of feel. But it is gonna be hard as a live action character playing Joel when he's voiced by one of the most notorious voice actors. Yeah, I don't know how Trevor Barker does it, but. Oh. But he's voices so many different actors. His voice range is like so different from the last mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Like Joel sounds nothing like any other characters he's done. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really, like as someone who hates Southern accents, I could listen to Joel talk all day. Like, I, I love Joel. He's an amazing character. With no. so much depth. But um, people wanted Hugh Jackman because they wanted the chick mm-hmm. who played X-23 and Logan to play Ellie. That would actually be neat, but I don't think that that would end up happening. Yeah. Like, that's too good to be true. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the actress who played X-23, mm-hmm. um, she is she is Hispanic, but she would have to play, because she has an accent, Hispanic accent. Yeah, yeah. So if she's good at doing an American accent, she probably could pull off Ellie. Mm-hmm. Um, she has to dye her hair, too. Well, I mean, little stuff like that doesn't matter. Yeah, but... Uh... But accents are going to be the biggest thing because that is i mean that's one of the most important parts of the characters is i mean but you know who the other actress was named for for Mm -hmm. it but she is too busy with other ones to do anything huh millie bobby brown Uh, she's shown her grit and toughness and and stranger things she is a very very good actress but she's another person i personally would not be happy with her you know watch stranger things no i do watch stranger things i really like stranger things i just don't care that much for her no especially as someone who's so close to my age i think she is my is she my age she's not 18 yet that's what i know no no no. she's she's like near my age and yeah uh, i mean i feel like she could probably pull that off it's just like i said there's characters that are so near and dear to my heart it have to be actors that like I, i really like She's too busy with Stranger Things. Oh yeah. To even yeah. attempt to be do a show on HBO. Oh yeah. So definitely um, would be a good idea because she's young enough for the role. Mm-hmm. She's a right size. Yeah. And she's also shown that she has good acting chops and had the grits, like being like beaten up, tough kind of kind of attitude for yeah, yeah. roles. So she would have been a good idea, but I don't think they're gonna snag her for no. because she's too busy with Stranger Things. Yeah, that's doing a show as big as The Last of Us is probably gonna be along with Stranger Things. That would be way too crazy. So I can't really think of any. Uh, one actress I thought of, but I think she may be too tall. <gasps> oh, I uh, someone mentioned an actor, an actress that I actually like. I I don't know if I would necessarily be super happy with her in this role, but I think maybe she could maybe pull it off. Is Sophia Lillis? Who's that? Uh, do you remember it? The girl who plays Beverly. Oh yeah. Yeah, they were talking about her, and I was like, I actually, I actually think she's probably do a good job. I, I like her. I feel like she's a good actress, and she did really well in it. And I haven't heard that much from her right now, so I feel like she could possibly do that. Hmm. I really like her. She's she is a character who has also shown that, um, especially because in it. Her character, um, I mean, she she went through a lot, and uh, it was a very serious topic, what was going on uh, in that character's household, and she's shown that she can, you know, she has, she has the chops to do it. So, yeah, I really I really like Sophia Lillis. I'm so sorry if I'm not saying her name right. I have a really bad habit of not saying <laughs> people's names right, but um, yeah, I really like her. Hugh Jackman, I actually think I'd be pretty happy about that. I don't know exactly how I'd uh, uh, go, but I think he, he has definitely the potential. He could definitely pull it off because, I mean, he's Hugh Jackman, but I mean. But here is a problem, and this goes for all future video game 
Well, to video games based, sorry, shows based on video games might actually work better than movies based yeah. on video games. Because video mm-hmm. games and movies have the most horrible relationship I've ever seen. I mean, yeah, look at how long a video game is and how short a movie is. How are you yeah. supposed to cram all that information and lore into such a short amount of time? So a show probably would make sense. And mm-hmm. it goes for books, too. You know, Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And stuff like that. But a show would make more sense because you can take your time. Mm-hmm. You can you can stretch it out. You can go scene by scenes. Major scenes of Last of Us and go from piece to piece to piece. And, of course, being a season finale, which if you play the game, you know already how it ends and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So you can get to that point and it wouldn't, it wouldn't, you know, it wouldn't take away from the story. I'm assuming they're going to cut some things out. Hell, they might even throw some things in. Mm-hmm. But uh, if the generalization of the show is exactly what it needs to be, then people will enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Especially people who have never played a game. Like yeah. The Witcher. Right? Oh, yeah. Never played a game my entire life. Yeah. Like the show. I can tell you that much. That The, the show looked nice. Yeah. Like the visuals for it. I was like, wow. Like, I, I was never really a big fan of the game. I know how good it is. But personally, it's just not something that spiked my interest. But the the show looked good. And I feel like uh, with a show like uh, The Last of Us would do well. Uh, seeing that shows like The Walking Dead did well for so long. And The Last of Us also has a lot more, I would say, to do with uh, people than zombies. There's a lot of human, um, more human interaction than there is uh, fighting zombies in the games and the second game brings a lot of new characters and uh, new enemies that just, there's so much, so much to take in in the second game that you could add in a show that's just crazy. And same thing for uh, just any game that's that that's like that. Um, maybe not so much open world games, but definitely more linear games would be very easy to put into a show. Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, what I want to ask you because I have no goddamn clue where it's from or what it is. Mm-hmm. And it shows how old I am. Uh-huh. Um, one thing I've noticed yes. is the uh, Japanese and Korean and uh, Chinese like pop culture shit yeah. is becoming more popular with uh, us, in a sense, here in America. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And mostly with the youth, the gear generation and stuff oh, like yeah. that. You're yeah, yeah, yeah. And because I know this because I worked at a technically a pop culture sh- uh, store which is like a branch of fye and fye mm-hmm. a long time ago was only selling cds but now they kind of changed your game yeah but uh, it's called suncoast and um oh, i like suncoast a lot <laughs> yeah so i started seeing all this <clears throat> excuse me uh-huh. um stuff that i have no idea what it is uh maybe explain it to me um well, there's a lot. I will explain probably the three. Most of it's based on anime and stuff, right? Yeah, I will yeah. say the, the three biggest things I can think of right now. Um, the categories that are reaching America, and that is anime, mm. which, of course, a very broad, broad, broad. I mean, you have you have animes from England. You have animes from America, Japan. Like, it's, it's just become such a big, big thing. And... Um, I'm not really an anime watcher that much. Uh, when I was little, I watched a little bit of Fairy Tale and and uh, Blue Exorcist. Not that much. Um, but there is one anime that I enjoy so much. And if you're someone who likes paranormal, vulgar, gory stuff, definitely read the manga, uh, Junji Ito. It is so good. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, I love horror. Japanese horror is just peak. It's so good. It's so good. Um, the second category is K-pop, which is definitely growing in um, groups like BTS, Idol, 80s, EXO, NCT, uh, Blackpink, uh, just just a lot of groups. Um, CLC, you have a lot of groups uh, coming over to America. Uh, that are trying to trying to make it big now. Not all of them are super successful. Uh, I know Super M just got nominated uh, for a Grammy, or they're going to be nominated for a Grammy, is what I heard. So let's see how controversial that is. And then lastly, you have Sanrio, which I have a bunch of Sanrio stuff in my room. Sanrio is uh, it's big all over Asia, but I 
believe, correct me if I'm wrong, it originated in Japan. Um, although it is also very big in China, and it's characters like Hello Kitty, My Melody, um, basically a whole line of Hello Kitty characters and uh, characters related that aren't in the Hello Kitty universe, but you could kind of like, you'll, you'll find them in the same section of Barnes & Noble, which is, um, it's called Sumiko Garashi, and I'm so sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong, I probably am, but uh, uh, it's characters that are introverts and are self-conscious, and they're little animals. <laughs> is so that what that, that pink beard yeah. looking thing on your bed is? Yeah, his name is Shirokuma. Uh, which I believe means white bear in Japanese, or polar bear. And he's a polar bear dressed up as a cat. And they also have a character named Penguin, with a question mark at the end, because he doesn't know if he's a penguin or not. <laughs> it's so cute. But yeah, Sanrio is really big. effort in the stuff animals. <laughs> yeah, but Sanrio is really big. Uh, especially their shows that go along with um, Sanrio. Like you have uh, Ryakuma, uh, uh, what is it called? Ryakuma and Kaoru. Which features um, Kyoritori, I probably said that wrong, uh, <laughs> Ryakuma, Koryakuma, and they're, they're little bears. But yeah, I, I would say a lot of that is being transferred into America. and um, Because a, a lot of, of Americans are starting to really like the whole cutesy kind of thing. So that's becoming really big because a lot of girls are really starting to like the cutesy, cutesy stuff. Kind of always had. Uh-huh. But this is the newest fad, I guess. Like when I was little, I used to watch Hello Kitty all the time. It was a show? Yeah. I don't know. Hello Kitty and Friends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think My Melody has a show. I don't know if uh, the name is My Melody and Kuromi or Kuromi, uh. My mel- <laughs> I know Kurami's one of the characters. Uh, but yeah, there's there's a ton of Sanrio characters. And they're all really cute. You have Gudetama. If you've ever been in Barnes & Noble uh, or Books A Million and you see a little egg, an egg, uh, his name is Gudetama, which is Lazy Egg. And he's basically an egg that <laughs> hates life. <laughs> he has like a, I bought his book. He has a little book of like motivational quotes but you open up the motivational quotes book and it's like don't do anything hate yourself <laughs> it's so funny i really Man. like them <laughs> like some lazy japanese guys coming up with shit yeah americans are love this let me put this out here <laughs> but no they're, they're cute characters and i gotta admit i i really like asian culture and i um not just east asian culture but i find a lot of asian culture very interesting um especially east asian culture I do like K-pop. <laughs> and of course, you watch Plaster, but yeah, the Korean guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I like K-pop. I like C-pop. I'm not really that big into J-pop. I mean, uh, a lot of, I would say a lot of anime intros, even though I don't watch anime. Oh, the music is so good, especially rock music. Uh, there is an anime... Uh, I don't, I don't want to get any names wrong. Um, Tokyo Ghoul. Oh, the opening to that anime is so good. Like, I don't even watch it, but just, like, the songs they have. Oh, so good. Anime has some of the best music. There's many things in nerd culture that I'm very fluent in. Mm-hmm. I mean, comic books, video games, um, wrestling. I not really nerd culture stuff, but I'm a big nerd fan about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Star Wars, Lord of the Rings. Yeah. They're basically most big, the big things you can think of. But the one that it's, I've never... I've tried, believe me, I've tried, uh-huh. but I've never been into his anime. I think with anime, you definitely have to explore a lot and find what works for you. Personally, I think you would like Junji Ito, but not the anime. What about uh, Cowboy Bebop? Oh yeah, Cowboy Bebop is really popular. Um, if you're someone, is that a like greaser guy who flies around a spaceship? Something like that. I I know it's it's an older fashion anime. Oh, I do like Sailor Moon. I do like Sailor Moon, um, I, but I, I like the older stuff, like from the 90s. I feel like that the anime was just so beautiful. Like, it was super simple, but... Um, I take back what I said. There nice. were two animes that I liked. Hmm. Pokemon. Oh, yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh. 
Oh, I thought you were going to say Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> no. It's funny. As I try to watch Dragon Ball Z, and it pissed off these Dragon Ball Z people. I, I, I talked for friends of mine. They were big fans. Mm-hmm. And I told them, I was like... Oh, yeah. They're diehard fans. Yeah. I've noticed. It's like, I watched the episode, maybe 20 show minutes, uh-huh. and it was like they're fighting, and they stop. And they start talking about their feelings and <laughs> their emotions anime. of how yeah. they got to that point in this life. And like, like dude, why are you... Stop talking and fight. Yeah. No, you know what is an anime that I do not watch, but I saw a commercial for it, and the fighting, like, the art was amazing. Um, My Hero Academia, which I, I make fun of it. Like, I, I, I poke fun at it because um the fandom is a little bit questionable. <laughs> but, no, some of the artwork in there is so, like, for the fighting, is so cool to look at. Like, it's just amazing to think, like, wow, somebody, like, made this. Like, it looks so good. It looks so good. Um, like I said, I watched Fairy Tale when I was younger. Uh, which, honestly, to anyone who watches anime who hasn't seen Fairy Tale, I feel like that is a very big anime. Um, I liked it a lot. I didn't watch a lot of it, though, but I it was funny. It was really funny. I'll say that. I did think it was funny. I mean, it is hard to uh, get used to anime because the way they talk is very expressive. And it doesn't matter what, what language you speak. They, everyone talks about the, the way they talk in anime. <laughs> it's not just because it's a foreign language. It's like it's too much useless dialogue. Yeah, yeah. There yeah. is a lot of that. That's why I prefer horror anime because in horror anime there's not much at all at all a lot of it is left um not cliffhangers but left kind of unspoken Mm. uh that's what i love about junji ito and junji ito is very popular as well uh a lot of the characters are so insane like just the amount of work that went into drawing the characters and adding depth to them is oh you would like it. I think you would like it. Especially if you're someone who uh, likes weird, gory stuff. That's what I liked. Like when uh, uh, one of the most popular characters, I believe her name is pronounced Tomi or Tomie. Uh, she has an E at the end of her name, so I don't know if you pronounce that. Uh, I've heard her say it, Tomie, but I, I, don't, I don't know if I'm hearing it right. But she crawls her way out of a girl's stomach after implanting herself with her because she can regenerate and she rip she like crawls out of it what yeah it's freaky (laughs) it's freaky i love it and then soichi is a little boy who is obsessed with like voodoo and oh the stories are just so good there's a lot of uh dark 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 stuff um there is a lot of uh sexual assault and gore and so if you're someone who is kind of weak in that field i wouldn't suggest um you know trigger warning i wouldn't suggest looking into it but if you're someone who really likes japanese horror and weird gory gory stuff i would definitely suggest genji ito it is what really got me uh into anime and even made me look into it whatsoever and i heard they're actually thinking of making uh like a game or like a show for a partial part of Junji ito named uzumaki which is a very strange one but still very neat very popular so yeah i'm gonna stop you there um because we're coming towards the end of this uh episode i do appreciate you jumping on them yeah well thank you probably get a chance to feature ones um <laughs> get you out some future episodes uh but like we do at every end of episode we're gonna draw from the jar of topics yeah so uh give me a second all right let's see what the next episode will be drum roll <laughs> oh well you gotta pull it out Okay. And next episode will be all things fashion. Fashion. So next episode, me and Megan are going to talk about oh, how fashion has changed fashion. for us and the fashion that we wore in high school and stuff like that. And 
how I we kind of dress now and how I kind of want to dress in the future. That is interesting. Yeah. And your fashion is out there. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so uh, smooth, uh, a few uh, plugins, guys. We are actually up on YouTube now. Um, you can probably check us out on YouTube, among other things. We're going to try to establish ourselves with more um, ways for you guys to get hold of us. Um, we do appreciate if you uh, give us reviews, uh, either on iTunes or Spotify, uh, depending on how you do it there. Um, you can check out our Instagram at NYAC uh, Podcast on uh, Instagram. Uh, the Twitter handle, I believe, is CNYA. We have a link in uh, if you guys want to find that too. That has all our links. You can find all our uh, social media on. And also check out our other podcast if you're into the spooky and supernatural stuff. Uh, Hidden in the Shadows. Um, we release that episode every Friday. Uh, this one will release, I think, on Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, let's switch our day too. So uh, we'll catch you guys in the next one. Goodbye. <laughs>